Happy March! It is Women Making History Month, which is why I thought it would be appropriate to start the month with my new guest, Miss Karen Covell, who is the founder of the Hollywood Prayer Network, which was started 30 years ago. Listen, much of the church has taken a hands-off approach to places like the Arts and Entertainment Mountain or the Media Mountain, which are two specific areas that shape our culture. But Karen has responded in a way I feel is more in alignment with how Jesus would, which is jump in there, love the people, get your hands dirty, and pray. Listen, you as a believer are called to make history. And in honor of Women Making History Month, I thought Karen's story would be so great to inspire you and challenge you to make history right where God has put you. And prayer may be the vehicle, actually prayer is the vehicle we should all start with, but it may be the vehicle that God is going to use you most strategically in the space you find yourself. So let's jump in. It's a great episode. Hi, you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenna Lee Samuel. On this show, I bring the simplicity of hearing God's voice into everyday life in a no-nonsense, authentic, and super practical way. With coffee in hand and real life in our faces, let's do this. Whether spring is upon us, New Year's is around the corner, or fall is on the horizon, we always have a reason to be digging through our closet and updating what we have to wear. But for a lot of people, it just feels a little rude going in the closet and looking at clothes that you just don't know what to do with. Many of the women I've worked with don't know how to choose clothes that will flatter their body or capture their style. And so she finds herself defaulting to jeans and a t-shirt or better yet, hmm, yoga pants. Listen, if that's you, your frustration is valid but I have a solution for you. You guys know I love fashion and it's because I've worked with over 9,000 women and have seen them come out of their shells and make sense of their clothes and feel not only amazing, but like they found themselves. Learning the basic skills to help their outsides match their inside awesomeness is something that changes your life. If you want help in this area, go visit jsamuelstyling.com, that's J, samuelstyling.com and click the link to check out my less than two hours workshop where I drill down to the most essential information that you need to have a total style transformation in bite-sized pieces. You'll be surprised how some simple keys can unlock so much revelation and confidence in your closet. So go again to jsamuelstyling.com, tap the link that says check out my workshop and grab the workshop for less than the cost of of a new pair of jeans and experience your own style upgrade while you ditch all the closet overwhelm. Let me help you find the style you'll absolutely love. Hey everybody, thanks so much for joining me today at Java with Jen. I have a very special guest with me today who I met this last summer when I was visiting my sister in California. She is a part of a group called the Hollywood Prayer Network. And this young woman that I have on my show today, founded the Hollywood Prayer Network, and she is such a gift. Now, many of you guys know I have a heart for the celebrities and media. I feel like they are a very unreached people group of their own type because they are so influential. They have to be very guarded who they let close, and that actually limits the kind of voices that can influence them and the discipleship they can experience and things like that. 
And they experience a lot of pressures that we will never actually experience ourselves. And so praying for them, I feel is very, very important because they shape the culture of our nation. And so uh, what Miss Karen is doing is extremely important in my opinion. And so I wanted to have her on the show so you could kind of hear a little bit of the inside peek at that. Now, Miss Karen is a producer in her own right and she founded the Hollywood Prayer Network. So Miss Karen, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's so good to have you. Oh, thanks so much, Jen. I really appreciate it. It's great to be a part of it. And I think you are right on with your understanding of Hollywood being a, a hidden people's group, a untouchables that other people who don't live and work here have no access to. One of the problems, however, which makes them untouchable is that they don't have access to the outside. They're so protected. Yeah. They're so distrustful in it, of anybody because so many people want things from them yeah. that they put walls around themselves, both emotionally and physically yeah. so that they don't get people after them to want money, to want a job, to want to connect them to somebody, to want to feel like they know a celebrity. Yeah. So the only way to reach people in Hollywood on that level mm-hmm is to come inside, be a professional, be excellent at what you do. And in your career, you build relationships with people. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so give us a little more glimpse into who you are. And uh, you mentioned that you're a producer, you shared that with me and you started this. So what was it that pulled you into all of this? Obviously, you were a part of that world to some degree. Well, yes, I came from a very artistic family in Chicago Mm -hmm. and came out to uh, California to go to the University of Southern California for college. And my freshman year of college, I was assigned a dorm mate who was a committed believer. And she Mm -hmm. led me to the Lord that year. So I became a Christian my freshman year of college. I was in the theater department at USC. I started producing shows. I met my husband there. I hired him to be my musical director on a musical I was producing called Pippin. We became best friends. We were buddies for six years. We both got out into the industry as Christians, but as professionals. Mm -hmm. And suddenly we realized it was a mission field, that this was a place that had no access to the gospel, that these people, a lot of them came from Christian homes, but they either had a bad upbringing or they got rid of it when they got here because there was really no encouragement for faith. And so we started saying, we not only want to be excellent at what we do. My husband's a composer and I'm a producer. And so we work in the entertainment industry, but we also really want God to use us every day to pour into the people we work with. So 22 years ago, we had been a part of a prayer group that Jim and I started about a decade before that. Mm -hmm. And we had to find Christians to pray with. And we started a prayer group and every month for 35 years, this group met for prayer. And about 10 years into it, we realized, okay, the community is building in Hollywood. The Christians are finding each other. They're getting a little bolder at being open about their faith, but there's still a gap between the church and Hollywood. Hmm. The church hates Hollywood. Hollywood hates the church. And Christians who come here have a foot in both worlds and 91 fully accepts them. If you're in the industry and you're a Christian, they're kind of like, oh, I don't know. Hmm. If you're in the church and you're in Hollywood, the church thinks you're going to lose your faith or get a real job or you're in Satan's pit, you know? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to build a bridge so that those of us in both worlds could feel like we're, we're accepted. 
fit in both worlds. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I can't get Hollywood to like the church. We boycotted, we pointed fingers. We've been terrible to them. Mm, yeah. But if you pray for somebody, you can't hate them. Yeah. So I started to challenge and mobilize Christians outside of Hollywood to pray for Hollywood as a mission field, to look at it as the world's most influential mission field. Because I realized Washington, D.C. is the seat of power, but Hollywood is the seat of influence. Yeah. So if we can pray for this amazingly influential city and invite the Lord to come in and touch people, yeah. then we can start building this bridge. Yeah. And that's what I did 22 years ago. And I started the Hollywood Prayer Network. We It was a very slow start. Christians were very leery of oh. what... I wanted to do. And that was just encouraging to me to know it was the right thing. Because if you get flack from the church, you're probably doing the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's funny. And now we have 160 chapters of the Hollywood Prayer Network in 40 countries. Wow. We have prayer teams and prayer partnerships and a call sheet that goes out twice a month. And all kinds of ways, a kids and teen prayer calendar. We have anything I can think of to get people to pray for Hollywood. We have remote prayer stickers that you put on the front of a TV remote and it says, stop and pray for this show. Wow. We have pens, we have mugs, we have like anything to say to Christians, please remember to pray for Hollywood. Yes. Wow. That's so powerful. I just, I remember when I was young, my sister, which you've met my sister a number of times, Crystal Law. Yeah. And, um, and so I remember being in the living room and my parents, I think made some, some derogatory comment or critical Christianese comment, you know, about, I think it was Michael Jackson. I don't know if it was him or somebody else, but I feel like it was him. And I just remember Crystal bursting into tears and she was like, he is just a lost soul and he needs Jesus too. And she like, she was like, probably in junior high and she ran in That's the other room. Awesome. Yeah. And my parents are missionaries. So they were, they trained us like that, you know? And so it kind of took them off guard and they realized she's right. And they went and they apologized and it, it kind of changed the way that we responded to things like that. But her passion for Hollywood and people of influence, like got my attention. And I was like, this is right. It's so ungodly to stand back and point a finger and not pray instead. It's ungodly. It is. It's, it's against what God is telling us. It's yeah. and what it is. And we have to look at it for what it is. It's not, it's not bad people, right? It's the enemy stopping people from being a part of and, and, and impacting the world's most influential place. Yeah. Films and television and music and internet content and video games yeah. come out of America and impact every people group across the globe. Mm -hmm. So of course the enemy doesn't want Christians in the in arts and entertainment. Yeah. And we have to be a step ahead of that and understand that and say, no way, this mm -hmm. is the right place to be. This is where Jesus would be if he came back here to today. We need people to pray. We need people to be excellent at their work and share their faith. Yeah. We need to build our community. If we don't do that, the enemy's won. So let's be smarter and more strategic and get in here and make an eternal difference just by showing up. Yes, absolutely. And there's a, there's a book that Johnny Enloe wrote called the seven mountain mandate. I feel like have you, you know, of this, I'm sure. Very well. Oh so my goodness. Powerful. Here's the irony. 
Jen, the irony is two of the seven mountains come out of this city. Wow. Media and arts and entertainment. Yeah. Out of yeah. seven mountains, two of them are come out of this city. And yet I've gone to so many prayer meetings where they're praying the seven mountains and they leave out those two. What? It's, it's blindness. It's crazy. Two years ago, I was invited to go up to Sacramento, California, the capital of the state and pray on the national day of prayer for the seven mountains. I was going to represent um, entertainment. Okay. And when I got up there, I realized, I said, who's going to enter, um, represent media? Oh, we don't have anybody for that. I said, well, can I do both? <laughs> They're like, well, yeah, that's great. When I was done, I had people come to me saying, we have been doing this for over 30 years. We have never had someone pray for arts and entertainment and media before. How? Craziness. It's a wow. blindness. Yeah. It's the enemy going, nope, I'm not going to let Christians touch that influential place. Right, right. Right. Wow. That's so crazy. And I, you know, I've, when the Lord pulled me into fashion, I work in fashion business. And so I kind of like my, I have feet on multiple cause I'm a pastor, you know, and then I'm in media with podcasting. So I kind of have feet on multiple mountains, but, um, but even people very close to me were opposed to me getting into fashion. And I said, and, and I, and as a pastor even, and I said, why are you opposed to this? And they said, because it is an ungodly industry and you need to have nothing to do with it. And I said, that is exactly why I need to be in the middle of it because the church has taken a hands-off approach. Why are we surprised it's ungodly and the devil plays with the whole thing? You know, I was like, we have forfeited our dominion and our kingdom ownership in these spaces. And then we point a finger at the world. Shame on you for being evil. Well, what else are they going to be? They don't have Jesus. <laughs> Oh, you are preaching my gospel. I am telling you, this is so exciting. If you're in a place and you're light and you leave, it gets dark. Yeah. This is foundational wow. biblical truths that Christians can't see. The reason why entertainment is so bad, you know, it was started in Hollywood by a, by a family that was Christian. Hollywood, the city wow. of Hollywood wow. was started by a Christian family. They wanted it to be a private, beautiful, quiet, Christian residential area. Mm -hmm. They put the Hollywood land sign up on the mountaintop. That was a Christian residential area. Wow. And they put a sign, a, a brass plaque on the fancy stone gate going up into their area that said no dogs or actors allowed. What? From the very beginning. There was wow. this divide between the entertainment industry and Christians, and we have not yet figured it out. We have got to be there. If you, if you want to be in the hardest place in the world to go share your faith, you have churches embracing you and paying for you and praying for you and sending you out and commissioning you. If you want to go to Hollywood, I can't tell you the number of people that have told me their pastor said, you're going to lose your faith. Wow. That's horrible that, you know, it's, you know, when I went to uh, Billy Graham's property in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, we went and we saw the whole thing, heard his whole story, saw his whole museum. But what struck me is he was the first, one of the first believers to get on radio when radio came out and TV, he was like, that is a megaphone to get the gospel into the world. But everybody else, they weren't seeing his vision. They weren't seeing what he was seeing. They were like, no, let's do it the way we've always done it behind the pulpit. He's like, no, this, 
this makes our voice bigger. Let's do the thing. And, uh, and so I can only imagine the flack that he experienced, but to this day, he is considered the most influential minister of the gospel in history because he took that. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. First of all, we have to be radical. We cannot play it safe. If there's a place that seems scary to us, we have to go, Lord, you are bigger than anything. We want to, we want to be used by the Lord to bring the truth to everybody. There is no people group we should say no to. Jesus sent people out in the very beginning. I want to make you disciples from Jerusalem to Judea, to Samaria and across the globe. Mm. We need to be in places that are tough. And when we get there, we find out these are just people who God loves and needs yep. to hear the truth. Yep. There's nothing scarier about Hollywood. My husband and I came here. We have had careers here for decades. We got married here. We raised two children here. We are in ministry here. The, the boogeyman didn't get us. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing horrible. We didn't. We didn't compromise our faith by right. working in Hollywood. Yeah. The, the the Christians who understand the message like you and me have to keep telling others, don't talk against it. Mm -hmm. Don't think it's too scary Mm -hmm. and make your God bigger so that this is not such a big deal. Yes. Yes. I was, I was sharing in my small group last night, we were talking about uh, David, King David and Goliath. It's the same kind of situation. We were talking about how Goliath could have, or not Goliath, David could have gotten intimidated by the fact that the Israelite soldiers who are trained for war were intimidated. And so that could have made him nervous. And then he had to go before the King as a little boy and he, and he couldn't work with the the armor. He couldn't work with the weapons. So that could have intimidated him. And all these people telling him, you can't do this. That could have intimidated him. And then he stands before Goliath that, but he stayed focused on what his God had done in his life and what God could do. And that gave him the courage to take down Goliath and to set the, set the Israelites free. And so I'm like, if we keep our eyes focused on like you're doing through prayer, what God can do in people's lives, Hollywood isn't scary because your lens is what God can do. That's it. Oh my goodness. Nothing should be scary to a Christian. Yeah. Do you know how many times I've noticed through the pandemic that the, that God talks about fear in the Bible? Do not be afraid. Every time an angel comes to a person in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, the first thing they say is, do not be afraid. Yeah. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. God is so much bigger than anything or anyone we will ever come across in our lives. And that that's exciting to me because here I am in a place where I feel privileged to be a part of this beautiful creative community. Yes, a lot of them don't know Jesus, but then I get the chance to share my faith with them in a loving way as a coworker, Uh not as someone telling them how to act or what to do, Mm -hmm. but someone who is a friend and respects them for who they are Mm -hmm. and then just opens up about what I have discovered and what other people have told me about the greatest hope that I have. And people are hungry for that. Yes, it's so true. Okay, so talk to me since you guys have been praying out there for 35 years, you said, right? So what are some of, because I know after that many years of praying, you've seen some really significant moments where God has stepped in. So share some of those moments with us. Well, I'll tell you an amazing thing. One of the things in Hollywood is that you can't say no to work because it's so hard to find work that whatever comes, just take it. Mm. And if you don't, you may not pay your rent, you know? So my husband and I years ago were reading, um, a Hollywood trade paper called Daily Variety. 
And on the cover was a picture of a couple, a young couple. She was a producer. He was a director. And they made films together as a married couple. And we were so intrigued. We didn't like the films that they made, but we were intrigued with them working as a couple because we work on projects together as a composer and a producer. Yeah. So we tracked them down. <laughs> we got to be friends with them. We loved them. They were fun. We'd go out to dinner. We'd hang out together. And then suddenly he, they were ready to do their next film. And without us even thinking about it, they came to Jim and said, Jim, we'd love to have you write the music for our next film. Well, he didn't want to write the music to their next film. It was not a film he wanted to do. Uh -huh. He did not. We did not agree with the type of projects they were making. Yeah. We were trying to build a relationship and just love them. Yeah. So he said, oh, my goodness, here we become good friends with them. They just expect us all to work together. And I don't want to do that film. I don't want those images in my brain. I don't yeah. want to have to spend so much time with things like that. So he said, come with me. Let's go to their house and let's just say no as lovingly as we possibly can. Oh, We went over. It was a Friday. I'll never forget it. We were laughing and talking. And then Jim said, I, I have to tell you something. I know it's going to be hard. This is nothing against you. We love you. We are friends with you forever, but I have to say no to your film. I so appreciate you asking me. It's so meaningful that you want me to do it, but it's just not the right thing for me. He got mad and she started crying. Oh no. Yes. And Jim had to say, I know it sounds crazy. And she said, I have never seen anyone say no to, to work. Why would you do that? Oh. And he had to explain, someday I'm going to stand before my God and he's going to say, how'd you do? And I want to be really clear that I chose all the work that I thought would please him for my life. Mm -hmm. I'm not judging anybody else's life, but I am a young, he said, I'm a young dad. Mm -hmm. I want to keep images out of my head that may just be distracting or hurtful or get me off track. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like there are some things in this movie that just wouldn't be good for me to keep looking at for me to score. Yeah. Well, it was a tough conversation. No kidding. They were insulted. They were hurt. They were confused. They had never done this before. They thought that we, they literally told us they thought we were friends with them so that we could work for them. Oh, wow. And we said, no, we're friends with you because we love you. Yeah. And that was almost unimaginable. To wow. Wow. Because- relationships in Hollywood are very transactional. Yeah. There's a reason to meet someone. They can get you work. They can get you to meet somebody else. You can position yourself better. It's always transactional. Hmm. And we just were relational. And that was hard for them to understand. Wow. So we left. It was uncomfortable. We just prayed all the way home. Lord, don't let this end the friendship. You know, we really felt like it would. We had the weekend, Monday morning, I start work and I get a phone call. It's from my friend who cried on Friday. Uh -huh. And she said to me, hi, it's hi. And I said, hi, how are you? Well, I had a terrible weekend. I said, you did, why? She said, I walked around the house going, am I a moral person? What's Aww. wrong with me? What What's going on? What, what did I do wrong? She said, and I thought, Karen knows something that I don't know. Wow. Can we get together? 
And can you tell me about why you, you guys do what you do and who you are? And I said, I would love to thank you. This means the world to me. I thought I would lose your friendship and now I get to spend more time with you. You know, (laughs) he was really thrown and we got together and started meeting together every week and she became a Christian. Wow. And it was all because we said no to something that we thought was not the best for us as believers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. And I love how the Lord worked in that and how, I mean, cause so many people at that, at that point of decision, that's the, that's the point of decision. That is the temptation to compromise, you know, but you guys chose and you did it so well, you let love lead and you expressed your hearts of value for them and, and shared your position without it shaming what they were doing, but the Lord still was able to use it to break through the surface. And that's such a beautiful story. I love it. And we have so many more like that. And people in our community who tell us stories about how God just moved in miraculous ways. I mean, I could spend all day just telling you stories, Jen. It's really incredible. When you just ask God to come in, he does. Yes, it's so true. so a part of Hollywood and Christians don't believe that. He is active. He -hmm. is living. We know of over 10,000 Christians in our community. There are churches filled with industry professionals who love Jesus. Mm -hmm. We have prayer groups and prayer walks and studio walks and uh, vocational groups. We have 15 active ministries that other people have started that I just point people to. It's so beautiful what God has done in this community. That's incredible. And I just love it. Like I remember when my sister first went to uh, one of your groups, she came home and she called me because one of her biggest pain points in LA is that even it was even hard for her to connect to a church community because oh. the culture there is very like, I'm in, I'm out, I'm fluid. Let's not put down roots. Let's just, we got to keep moving, you know? And so it was really hard for her to create community. And so when she went to your prayer group, she was like, Jen, these are my people. I didn't have to explain myself. They just got it. They understood. I didn't have to apologize for my convictions. I didn't have to explain my convictions. They just understood. And it it created such a like place of home and safety for her because she feels that whole living in two worlds that are diametrically opposed to each other, you know? Oh, it's so true. We all feel it here as Christians. And so we... We have recognized there are three main fiery darts of the enemy that grab onto Christians when they come to Hollywood. The first one is isolation. Mm. People get so lonely. Not only is this this city so physically spread out, but spiritually, it's very lonely. It's known as the city of orphans. It's, It's... got a horrible mass transportation system. You have to have a car. You're by yourself so much. The second thing is discouragement. Mm. The enemy tells Christians here, you'll never get a job. You're not good enough. Mm. You're not pretty enough. You're not talented enough. You, and this discouragement just wears people down. And the third thing is fear. The enemy fills artists with fear. I'll never work again. Uh, uh, they're going to find out I'm a Christian and they don't want me to know. Uh, mm. They'll find out I don't have the talent that I thought I had. There's fear that comes in. So isolation, discouragement, and fear. We just say the way you combat that is with community. Mm. You've got to be in a church. You've got to be in a small group. You've got to be with people who are like-minded, like your sister said when she came to town. And so the prayer network is committed 
to getting Christians to pray on the outside for the industry. Yeah. To build community of Christians in the industry and to encourage believers here to share our faith with non-believers. That's so good. I love that. Now, one thing that your prayer network did on the one evening that I came and participated, uh, you guys had little prayer groups set up on the side that were for prayer for like individual prayer. Well, I thought that I was signing up to go be an intercessor to like pray for people or pray for the city in a, in a more concentrated way. I I didn't really know, but so I show up and, uh, and I, and my sister and I signed up to do it together. And at first they were looking at us kind of confused and they were like, well, how about Jen, you can go over here with this group and Crystal, you could come with this. And I was like, uh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fine. So I go over there and I sit down and they're all kind of three sitting across from me, looking at me. And I was like, uh, what, what, is, <laughs> what did I sign up for? I'm so confused. And they're like, oh, this is where we pray for you since you're in media and, and we prophesy over you. And I was like, Oh, okay. So it like totally changed the whole thing. And I was like, what a cool blessing. And so I sat down and we had a great time visiting. Um, in fact, one of the guys who was in that group, Eric Amos, who's over uh, listening prayer, I've already had him on my show. And then, uh. <laughs> and then one of the other girls, she's an author, she's going to come on my show. But one of them, one of the words that they gave me for my podcast was they said, generally, there's, there's a direction you're wanting to go, but you're afraid you'll run out of content. But the Lord's saying you won't run out of content. And I, I kind of held on to that because at that point, I was considering shifting my podcast podcast a little more niche where it's focused on hearing God's voice for everyday life. Um, but I was a little worried that that would be so narrowed down that I would run out of content. And so I have found that what she said was true. I have not run out of content. I have an abundance <laughs> of people to pull on here. And uh, so it was just a blessing to me. And so I appreciated being ministered to by your team. Oh, it's such a treat to hear that response. Thank you so much. We come to Hollywood not wanting to ask anything of other people, but to give to other people, to serve to other people. And one of the joys we do is to have all the industry professionals that we come in contact with know that we want to pray for you. We want to love you. We want to encourage you. We want to draw you into the family. We want you to feel like you are not alone. You're not discouraged. You're not afraid, but we're here for you. And so to know that you got to experience that really means a lot to me. That is so exciting. Good, good. Well, now something that I love about what you're doing in your approach is that a, it's very organic in that, um, it's pure. You know, prayer is just pure. It comes from the heart. It is the heart, right? But what I love about what you're doing is that for many of my listeners who may never touch the acting Hollywood industry, but they're in their own industry. And the, and the seven mountains, there's five other mountains we haven't even mentioned, which is family, business, uh, religion, uh, government, and education. education and education. And so many of my listeners may be teachers, their parents, you know, they maybe are work in the church. Maybe they're interested in government. Maybe they're interested in business. And so your approach to reach this mountain, I feel like is an approach that would work in any of these spheres because it's prayer first, you know? Oh, absolutely. And your focus on hearing God's voice is the most important thing. God Mm. is calling all of us. Yeah. His voice is out there. He wants us to be a part of wherever he has put us. And I believe he's given us our gifts and talents so that we reach a particular people group. Yes. I'm not a plumber. I am not going to go to people's houses and and fix their, their plumbing. 
But plumbers who do, they have a mission field where every day they're going out and they can bless other people. That's that's not only using their gifts and talents, yeah. but having a people group that they can minister to. Yeah. If you're in education, if you're in business, if you're in government, that's where God placed you, gave yeah. you gifts and talents to be good in that area and wants you to share your faith, wants you to be salt and light, wants you to build community, wants you to live like Jesus. And then every people group is covered by somebody. It's true. It's so true. We all do our part. We're one body. We each do our little part, right? Okay. So how can people connect with you and get on? I love getting your emails because you, you point out like things we can pray for, for celebrities that I didn't know they were going through, you know? So how can people connect with you? Well, you can go to hollywoodprayernetwork.org, okay. hollywoodprayernetwork.org and hit join. And you can get our, our, we call them prayer call sheets. A call sheet is a list of who's supposed to show up on the set the next day. Uh -huh. And so we're sending it out to people to say, show up and pray. Uh -huh. We, you can get uh, to be a prayer partner. We match prayer partners, an intercessor on the outside with a Christian industry professional on the inside, wow. put them together, men with men, women with women, mm -hmm. and then you can pray for that industry professional as your media missionary. Wow. Or like you generally, you can sign up and we'll, ass we'll assign a intercessor to pray for you wow. as their media missionary. We have a kids and teen prayer calendar so that young kids every month it's updated. It, you can pray, they can pray for the people they're listening to and watching. Wow. We have a parent's prayer team where parents whose children are in the entertainment industry, whatever age, grown adults, the parents can be praying. Your parents can be praying for you and Crystal. That's and just being a part of other parents saying, let's lift up our children of any age and encourage them and bless them as they're working in entertainment. Wow. We and Or get involved with a local chapter. If you go on the front page of our website, the homepage, on the top, you just click on chapters and the whole list of chapters comes up and you can find out, wow, there's one in my town. I'm going <laughs> to connect amazing. with this person or there's not a chapter in my city. Maybe I should start one. You know, whatever you want to do, we just want Christians to mobilize and make an eternal difference with the people who influence the world. That's amazing. So that's hollywoodprayernetwork.org. That's yep. amazing and wonderful. You guys get on the email list. It's so, it's really just neat. And if you have, maybe you're in a different industry, getting their emails is kind of like a good like template or guideline, even like to give you ideas how you might do that in your own field or in your classroom, in your school or wherever. And so I just love that. Miss Karen, thank you so much. Now I don't want to, uh, I don't want to miss out on your life hack. So you guys don't go anywhere. Miss Karen has a life hack for you coming right up. Okay, Miss Karen, what life hack do you have with such a busy woman doing all the things? I have to pray with my husband every single day. Oh. If we don't pray every day together, our life is just not in sync and it's not flowing the way the Lord wants it. So we've been married 38 and a half years. Wow. He counts the days. He knows it's it's 
1,422 or something like that today. He knows better. Uh -huh. He knows every day. And we have not missed a day of prayer. My uh -huh. life hack is if I don't pray, my day is just not the way the Lord wants it. And uh -huh. if I pray, then whatever happens, whether good or bad, because we go through hard things, uh -huh. I know the Lord's got me. Uh -huh. And so I just, and I tell young couples that, I tell married couples that, I tell single people, do not start your day without giving it to God asking him to use you and saying, I'm ready for whatever is about to, to take place and embrace the uncertainty with spiritual fervor and go forward and see what he has. That's amazing. I just love that. That's such a beautiful 38 years and you haven't missed a day. That's incredible, That's, man. I'm proud of if, you. That's awesome. <laughs> if it's on the phone, if it's whatever, if one of us is out of town, we make it happen. That's so beautiful. I love that. Well, Miss Karen, thank you so much for sharing your story and about your ministry. And it's just such a blessing and an honor to have you. And thank you for what you're doing. This is not easy to be a pioneer. It's not easy to lead the charge, but you are, and you're faithful. And I am so grateful. I can only imagine how grateful the Lord is. So thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Okay, you guys, thanks for listening. And listen, share this episode. I don't know about you guys, but prayer is one of the easiest ways to step into such your the powerful place as a son of God that God has given you. Prayer is free. Prayer is easy to do on the go. You can do it literally all the time. You can do it quietly. You can do it at whatever you do in the car. So teach your kids how to pray. Listen, connect with Miss Karen and her uh, email list and the resources she has online, whether you're connected to the acting and entertainment industry or another industry. This is just a great um launching pattern is springboard for ideas for what you might do in your sphere of influence. So share this episode with somebody that you know, and otherwise we will see you guys next week for the next episode of Java with Jen. Thank you, Miss Karen. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say, Hey, it's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon, or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Also, don't miss our merch store where you can get super cool Java with Jen swag and coffee. Find it at javawithjenmerch.com. Until next time, remember... Hearing God's voice is simple, and He wants to be a part of your everyday life. See you next week.